0: ION 2020, episode 161. Hey, what's up everybody? Ray Eaton here, your host of ION 2020, bringing you the news and events and the things that are going on in the 2020 election every single day, Monday through Friday, just making sure that you are the most well-informed person in your clique, making sure that you know what's going on with these candidates, their policies, their positions, all that stuff, and I do this Monday through Friday just to make sure that you never miss a day, you know? I'm going on vacation for the next uh, four days, uh, it's just a quick vacation down to Florida. We're gonna be going down to Daytona Beach, staying at the Hard Rock, the Hard Rock Hotel, which is, uh, I guess, a new resort that opened up about a. It's not really a resort; it's opened up about um, two years ago or so. And it looked, and my kids went there one time, and they just loved it, man. They thought it was the greatest place in the world. This is not an advertisement for the Hard Rock by any means, but um, they thought it was the greatest place in the world. I'm not sure why. Uh, My wife really liked it as well, so they have live music every night and stuff, so we can hang out in the pool area and drink and watch some live music, let the kids go swimming in the whole nine yards, and also head to the beach, since it's right on the beach, so that'll be fun, just spending four nights there, the kids are going back to school on Wednesday next week, and I want to make sure that we have at least one more shindig before we go on, you know, to them going back to school, and one more last her off of the summer as well, Uh, Labor Day weekend, we're going to be... As you guys know, I've been working on my uh, my parent my in-laws' house. I've been helping out to help them to get their house ready, uh, that they're moving up to Tennessee and when they retire, and it's in the mountains and all that, so Labor Day weekend, we'll be doing that. A lot of you guys might have plans for Labor Day weekend. Hopefully you do. And uh, make sure you enjoy life. I always think that that is the most important thing, because we get hung up on all this political mumbo-jumbo BS. Does that stuff really matter in the grand scheme of things? The only thing that really matters is protecting our freedoms and our individual liberty, right? So yes, it does matter in that way, but you need to enjoy your life while you're you know, while you have it, because you know at any point something terrible can happen to you, obviously. So I always make sure that I mean I've always I, I make these little photo books every year called for my family. And uh, it's just the that year from July to July on what we did, all the photos that go into it, so that we always have those memories, because I always feel I feel like memories are the one thing that you keep with you for, for your entire life and those are things that you can talk about down the road as well and uh, making memories is very important so that's why i do all that stuff so yeah i mean i'm not telling y'all what to do but don't take this whole political stuff way too seriously all the time because it's not really that serious you listen to the news though you listen to fox news cnn msnbc you listen to these politicians and everything and they will make you feel like the world is terrible that everything's just falling apart that life is rough in america I just don't agree with all that, man. I don't. I think that we live a pretty dang good life in the grand scheme of things. I mean, if you look at people a hundred years ago, we are way better off than they are, than they were, right? You look at people 20 years ago, we're way better off than they were. Now our government does terrible things across the world, and the government is trying to aggress upon you every single day, and they're trying to take more and more of your freedoms and your rights and your liberties, and that's what we need to look to protect absolutely that's important we need to think about the long term because in my in my vision and my in my f- feelings about the world right now if they're going to get all this stuff that they want especially the democrats and donald trump you know if these statist policies get put in place that all of them are pushing on the left and on the right we're going to be looking at a world where our kids will be less free our kids will be less well off our kids are not going to live as good of a life as we have and our grandkids are going to be the same way we want to li- we want to leave for our for our kids and grandkids those are going to follow us we want to leave a better world than what we found right i always feel that way and one thing we can do is protect them from an over-aggressive government that's what we can do that's one thing that we can do but yeah but make sure you enjoy life while you're at it, too. I think that's that's probably the most important. And most people that I talk to, especially libertarians, yeah, we get serious about this stuff a lot. We do. We get serious about politics and the things that are going on in the world. We get serious about that stuff. But it's also important, you know, that... it's. I mean, that's something that we're serious about. But when I talk to a lot of libertarians, we do enjoy life as well. We're good at it. You know, We we, we make sure that we are having fun and enjoying life. And I think that's really the most important thing. But hey, guys, let me get off my little high horse here. I'm not going to tell you how you live, but one thing I am going to ask you to do is give me a five-star rating and review if you like what you hear. I always ask for that on every single show. And if it's your first time listening, you like what you're listening to, that's great. Go ahead and subscribe to the show. I got 160 shows before this one, so you can listen to those and enjoy those as well. So go back and listen, all right? And then uh, I am the empire.com is where you can find me on the web. And I am the Empire on Twitter and Facebook. If you type those in and on Mines, you'll find me there as well. And if you just want to communicate with me, ray at com is how you can email me. And I check that on pretty much every, every other day or so. I don't check my email too much, but uh, I do make sure that I check those just in case somebody might want to email me and let me know how they feel about the show or what they're doing for the Libertarian Movement and so forth. That's always important to let people know what you're doing for the Libertarian Movement so then I could talk about that on the show as well, okay? You want to support the show? Wow, that would be nice of you. If you do want to do that, you can go to anchor.fm slash Ion2020, and there you can support the show, $2.99, $4.99, or $9.99 support level. And I have a secret Facebook group I'll add you to if you let me know that you did a support, if you went and supported me. And then also, uh, if you want to leave me a voice message, you can do that as well, and you can do that, anchor.fm slash Ion2020, same place you'd go to do the sports. But hey, guys, what I want to talk about today is this. I don't usually talk too much about like finances or anything like that. because um, I am not a financial expert or a financial genius by any means, but I do understand financing, finances to a certain extent, right? I understand personal finance and stuff. I understand the stock market and I understand, you know, how to earn money and the best ways to invest and everything else like that but I'm no expert by any means so I'm not this is not expert advice or anything like that this is no advice at all actually to anybody this is just me speaking freely so um, yesterday there was an inverting of the yield curve that happened and it's the 10 year versus the 2 year yield curve so in finance the way it works you expect to get a higher rate of return on a 10-year bond than you would on a 2-year bond. And the reason why is because of the time value of money. If you're going to tie up $10,000 for 10 years, you're going to expect that someone's going to pay you a little bit more of an interest rate for that 10-year period. Now, you would expect on a 5-year bond to get a little bit less than that percentage rate. And then... On a two-year bond, same thing. You'd get a little bit less of an interest rate on a two-year bond than you would on a ten-year bond because you're tying your you're tying your money up a little bit sh- for a little bit shorter of a time. Then they have six-month bonds as well, and you'd expect a much smaller return than you would on a ten-year bond. So what happens when the yield curve inverts? And there's different yield curves that can invert, but the one that they usually look at for recession purposes is the ten-year versus the two-year bond. And the last time there was an inverting of the yield curve, it was 2005. And it was two years later that we went into recession. And it really means if there's an inverting of the yield curve for like a full quarter, then it, then it's a sign that says that there's going to be a recession coming. Now it's hard to tell when it's going to happen. It's hard to tell if for sure it's going to happen. But I think it's the most valid predictor of a recession coming when you have the yield curve invert for a long period of time. Last year, back in 2018, at the end of the year and early in 2019, I believe the inverted yield curve happened a couple times during that, but it would always go back up where it would where the 10-year would get more than the two-year. But when they're both going together at the same rate, that means people are looking and saying, hey, I'm going to put my money in a two-year bond, but I'm not going to be willing to buy as many of the 10-year bonds because I think that in the next 10 years, there's going to be some financial problems. So they're not willing to risk their money at that at that length of time. So they're not willing to buy as many of the 10-year bonds as they are willing to buy the two-year bonds. That's why it inverts, because there's a supply and demand thing that's happening. When people demand more two-year bonds, then it causes the price to slightly go up, or the the cost to slightly go up of those two-year bonds, which means that the government's going to have to pay a little bit more to those people that are getting the two-year bonds. But if there's less of a demand for the ten-year bonds, then the, in order to spur some more activity, or, you know, or not not to spur some activity, but the price will slowly come down, or the interest rate will slowly come down on that particular bond in order to get more people to invest in it, I guess. But The thing that happens is that when that inverted yield curve happens, it's just the investors predicting in their minds with their money that, hey, things might be a little bit less certain 10 years from now than they are today or even two years from now. So that's why the price of the 10-year bonds gets bid down and the price of the two-year bonds gets bid up in that way. So that's what investors are thinking in their minds. So that's why it's a good predictor of whether the economy is going to be strong or not. And that's why it's a good predictor of the recession. And they say since like 1942 or 45 or something like that, every recession has been preceded by a yield curve inversion, right? So every single every single recession has had that happen previous to it. It happened in 2001 with the dot-com bubble. It happened in 2008 but it happened three years before that in 2005. Then dot .com, I think it happened in 2000, or excuse me, 1998, but it happens. So how does that affect, what, what I'm getting at is how does that affect Donald Trump going forward with his campaign, right? If he is looking at the potential of a bad economy going into 2020, and especially between now and 2020 in November, he might have a really hard time getting reelected if he can't re- run on a good economy. He's going to have a very hard time getting reelected because of that. When you have the the yield curve inverting and it's, you know, just kind of playing with that number every so often, then you're going to have a situation where Donald Trump is not going to run on the economy and that's his strongest thing. When people say the economy is good, like that's what they that's what they're happy about right now is that the economy seems like it's good, unemployment is low. People have jobs, and they feel like it's because of Donald Trump, especially his supporters. They think it's all because of Donald Trump. But then you also have people that don't really get too much into politics, but they say, you know what, the economy's pretty good, so I like what he's doing. Yeah, I don't care about all the mumbo-jumbo that's going on with all the other stuff, but the economy is good, so I'm fine with that. That's what they're going to be saying about Donald Trump. As long as the economy stays good. So he's going to have a really hard battle to fight if he does not have some way to bring the economy back up. And I don't think that presidents have that much power over the economy anyway, but he's really trying to work this thing out, man. He's like, you know, trying to push the Federal Reserve to lower interest rates. He's trying to push the Federal Reserve in certain directions. He's trying to have some kind of power over the Federal Reserve. He he even has people on his team that are on the news saying, yes, I think the Federal Reserve should have more control from the executive branch, that they should have more control over the way the interest rates are and the way the policies are and so forth, rather than just being an independent organization, which we all know that's not really really truly the case, that the Federal Reserve is completely independent, but at least they try to pretend to be, if it was out in the open that the president has that much control over it, then we literally have a financial dictatorship at that point. Where the, where the president will have that much power over mon- monetary policy to the point where, I mean, the implications of that are real, where he will be able to adjust interest rates based upon his own political whims, and he'll, I mean, just the power that that gives him. I mean, that's the monetary policy of the United States of America. So, but he has people that are saying that the f- executives should have more power over the f- the Federal Reserve, as well as, you know, if that came became the case, Republicans are going to be for that because they're saying, oh yeah, Donald Trump should be able to run the economy, blah blah blah, but what about when the Democrats are in power? Then it's just going to become another political football that everyone's trying to fight over, you know? And I don't think that's sorry. Right. I just don't think that's the, that's the right thing to do. Um, I say end the Fed in the first place. I say audit the Fed. I have all those policies in my mind about the Federal Reserve, but it definitely should not be that the President of the United States should have that much power over the Federal Reserve. And that's what that's what Donald Trump is trying to do. He's trying to wield that influence over the Federal Reserve if he can. So that's going to be something that if he can get, if he can push the Federal Reserve in certain directions, then maybe that can help him out to get re-elected. But what is he going to do? I mean, there, so this is what's going on right now. The economy seems like it's doing okay interest rates are relatively low right now and you have um the situation that we're in right now with china right he keeps on putting more tariffs on china he keeps on threatening more tariffs and so forth he threatens tariffs and he pulls back and this this new round of tariffs that he was talking about he's going to do in 2000 and or he was talking about uh putting them on in december of 2019 Instead of doing them exactly right now, I guess. So he's giving him a four-month extension to try to negotiate and so forth. But he's toying with that idea because every time he talks about tariffs on China, the stock market goes down. And then as soon as he says something good about China, and he says, "Yeah, this these you know talks are happening," the stock market slowly goes back up. So is he going to start doing that even more because? The stock market goes up and down based upon what presidents say. It's always been that way, especially since the Great Recession in 2007 started. Like, the stock market kind of listens to what monetary policy is going to be from the Federal Reserve, but it also listens to Congress and it listens to the president specifically because they have some power over the policies that go on that allow the stock market to go up and down and so forth. So... Is Donald Trump going to keep on leaking this bad news and then leak some good news and leak some bad news and so forth and just keep the the stock market going at certain rates for the next 16 months? I don't know. I just don't think it's the best thing to do for him to be doing that, but he's going to do it. That's just the way he is. He wants to have a little bit of control over the way that monetary policy is done across America. He wants to have... You know, with the trade war, he wants to initiate this trade war so that it makes it look like he's doing something because his followers want that. But it's toying with the economy when there's people's mouths that need to be fed. There's people's retirements invested in this thing, man. And that's really bad news for a lot of people that are keeping their money in the stock market. That's good bad news for people that are keeping their money in savings. Like, there's lots of things right now that can go wrong. You could have rampant inflation happen. You could have the stock market tank. You could have retirement savings just destroyed. And if the retirement savings that people have are not getting good interest rates and bonds, then they're going to move it into more risky stocks. Then those more risky stocks, if they falter, their entire life savings is gone. And at that point, you're asking for more and more from the government that's already overstrapped, that's already in debt, $23 trillion, because your retirement just went to went to crap because the the economy just tanked, right? And now you're asking the government to bail you out. And that could be the next bailout, who knows. But we're looking at just massive debt across the board with this country, man. So anyway, I, like I said, I am not a financial expert by any means. I just want to let you guys know a little bit about the way that the yield curve is and when it does invert, it does end up being a situation where you're looking at a possible recession so be aware of that be aware of that and for donald trump that's going to be one thing that's going to make it very hard for him to get reelected, and that's going to put somebody like a bernie sanders or whoever becomes a democratic nominee into a position that they're going to have an easier time winning against donald trump um so like i'm a libertarian i don't care really who gets elected i always think that it is a situation where the president has a lot less power than we think he does. But there are the situations where they, they might do good things and it might be bad things, you know. And I just want to make sure that you guys are educated on this stuff so that you can make decisions for yourself as well. But get out there, guys, and talk to your friends about the liberty and libertarian movement. Talk about free markets and, you know, non-aggression that's the thing that we can do to start changing the culture of the way that people think that they should interact with their government, okay? That's what we can do to make sure that more people vote in a way that would put somebody in office that is going to be hands-off on the economy. Unlike Donald Trump. That's going to be hands-off on all these different issues that everyone wants to push with, like, free medicine and free healthcare and free college tuition and all that stuff. The more people turn their backs on those ideas the more the politicians will pander to you who wants a a country that does or a government that does a lot less and that's what we need to do guys we need to start changing the way that people think about their government and the expectations they have for their government all right so come on back tomorrow uh tomorrow's friday like i said this there'll be a pre-recorded show but the thing that i'm going to talk about Um, you know, I'll probably still be on some news issues as well. So go ahead and come on back tomorrow and you'll have clear vision for 2020.